Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Josh Clark, Chuck Bryant, we're here for you. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing well, Josh. I'm doing pretty good, too, Chuck. I just drank a vault on an empty stomach. I'm about to chew the cover off this microphone. I'm ready to go. You got another one lined up. I do. I do. This is my second one right now. I don't even know what that is. I'm I'm about to pass out, actually, but uh, I'll try to make it through. Yeah, please don't. I can't carry this. So I've got a great news item for you. You ready? Sure. Okay, so it turns out the the sovereign nation of New Zealand actually enforces its uh, law that you can't give a child a name over 100 characters long, and you can't give a child a name that could prove socially handicapping. You want to you want to hear an example? Charles Manson? No. No. No, and arguably I like it. I think it's very lilting and sweet, but it's arguably worse than Charles Manson. There's a 9-year-old girl who uh, was in the midst of a custody battle with her parents and the judge found out what the girl's name was and how much she hated it and actually made her a temporary ward of the court so she could legally change her name herself. Let's hear it. Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Wow. I'm not kidding. Is that two names? One name? It's middle that's name? Her, that, no, that's her first name. All spelled it's together. The, no, it's it's separate words. Um, and I think they actually even uh, spelled it correctly, like the is not capitalized, that kind of thing. That's ridiculous. But I was reading this BBC article on it, and um, they brought up some other examples of names in New Zealand that some made it through and uh, some didn't. There are a couple bizarre ones that made it through like number 16 bus shelter bus shelter yes okay. um and another one that made it through is midnight chardonnay which oh, wow. i think q grant probably has designs on that poor child yeah i think it's no secret how that child was conceived <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> um but there are a few more um that didn't make it through like yeah detroit yeah. sex fruit yeah. and um the twins fish and chips uh, the the uh, the n- the federal government or maybe even local government moved to block those names. Really, but um, I'm curious though. I, I, is Charles W. Bryan is that the the name your parents gave you? Did you change it? No, Charles Wayne. I was named after John Wayne, which is a true story. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know what the W stands for. Yeah, that's it. I'm Wayne. Now dude. I do. Well, I, if if you have your original name, do you know anything about this kind of thing? Is this in your field of expertise, per chance? Uh, you know, my wife actually changed the spelling of her first name. Oh yeah. Although not legally, but uh, <laughs> well, she spells it. Uh, you know, when she fills out her driver's license records and on her bank account, it's all spelled the uh, Emily with an I E and not Emily with a Y. But mm-hmm. she never legally got it changed. But it just kind of goes to show how you can change these official documents without really having the court say you can. Yeah, just by setting precedent, right? Exactly. But there are legal routes to do this kind of thing, right? Right, and I think I know what you're getting to. Yes. Uh, Chuck, how could one uh, erase their identity and start over? That's a great question. Thanks. Um, unfortunately, I hate to spoil this for the listeners, but there's really no way that you can completely erase your identity uh, in this day and age, um, at least in the United States, without the government doing it for you. Yeah, technology has made it a lot more difficult to commit just about any kind of crime, huh? Yeah, in the old days you could do, uh, there was one thing called a paper trip, Mm -hmm. which is uh, you could assume the identity of like a dead infant and um, get their records and uh, claim their identity as your own. It's depressing but effective. Yeah. Or but, it was, uh, right? Yeah. You can't do that anymore, though, because, you know, computer records nowadays and everything, it's, it makes it really difficult right. to completely erase your identity. So uh, I guess even if you do change your identity, there's still records of your 
former identity linking the two together, right? Exactly. So if you're on the run from somebody, like you can change your name mm-hmm. uh, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. If you're, um, if you have special circumstances, you can change your social security number, but you have to prove to the government that someone's either been uh, misusing yours. And uh, another reason you can change your social uh, is if you're a victim of domestic violence and you really need to, you know, go underground where uh, your ex-husband or ex-wife, I guess, if, you know, your victim of spousal abuse is a husband. Which is actually um, not paid nearly enough attention to, husband abuse. I'm not kidding. It actually is a real problem. Men don't feel uh, the least bit confident in admitting that they are abused by their wives. And right. i got to tell you, it's out there, you know? Sure. Well, that's a podcast for another day. Sure. Well, let's do it. <laughs> we'll put it on our calendar. Agreed. So, uh, like I said, you can change your social uh, for several reasons. It needs to be approved. You can change your name. It depends what state you live in. Uh, for the, uh, the the process you go through, but it generally costs you know fifty bucks or under, and a judge actually rules. I thought that was interesting whether or not you can change your name. Well, that's only if there's objections, right? Well, they make a ruling regardless, and it's always yes unless there's an objection. Okay, so you basically to change your name, you have to uh, advertise it in the in the legal organ that usually the county newspaper. Right. And this is for the great state of Georgia that we live right. in. Right. Okay, so. I gotcha. Um, so it does that for several weeks, and you know, if if somebody notices and they have an objection, right. they can object. And I actually um, know of an instance where that happened. You remember Jeff Kiluli? Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> apparently, kneecapping America's sweetheart um, is it can get you some really bad press in this country, right? Because right. he, he famously uh, hit uh, Nancy Kerrigan, ice skater Nancy Kerrigan, in the knees with a crowbar. Yeah. On on behalf, he said he claimed of his wife Tanya Harding, right, uh, who was uh, in competition for Kerrigan for uh, you know America's sweetheart, that right. kind of thing. Um, so after the whole thing dies down, um, uh, a couple years after. Gilluli petitions to have his name changed to Jeff Stone. Right. There were plenty of Jeff Stones that form, that lodged formal objections, really? including, oddly enough, I heard the guy who played Jeff Stone, the son on the Donna Reed television show from the 60s. Isn't that weird? Wow. Yeah, Small so, world. So people do object, but I think you have to be um, uh, a little unsavory for somebody not want you to share their name. Right. Which, and I, I would think Gilluli would have changed his name before that just for the simple fact that his name was Galuli. Right, exactly. Yeah, but that's right, just uh, me. Yeah. So um, those are, you, you've, you've given us a couple good reasons. Uh, can you give us any uh, famous cases of, of people changing their identities? I can. Well, let's hear it. Well, there is a really recent one, uh, Radovan Kratic, um, the, the Serbian leader from Bosnia-Herzegovina, right? Yeah. Back in the Balkan Wars, there was a lot of ethnic cleansing going on. Um, and Radic was one of the ones who was uh, committing genocide against uh, the Muslims right. in that area. Uh, so the the war's end, uh, the U.S. indicts him for crimes against humanity. He drops out. Apparently, he was still something of a hero to the Serbian population around there. So uh-huh. every, he was hiding in plain sight to an extent. He actually grew a beard and became a an alternative health guru and was living quite publicly in Belgrade. Wow. Finally, we get a very pro, uh, pro-American, pro pro-West leader uh, in, in that area. And um, like the next month, Radich is under arrest and on trial. So, wow, so war crimes is a pretty good reason to change your identity as well. Yeah. I think, you know, when I was researching this article, I found that a lot of people that uh, inquire about this on the Internet, you, you know, you can get certain uh, websites will say they'll change your name, but it's really just a big scam. They'll give you a... 
a fake ID right. and or reuse a bunch of the same records over and over. And it's really, for those of you out there that look into these, it's just a big money ripoff. That's one of those things where if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, especially if you're having trouble with your identity through identity theft or whatever. But right. I guess if your identity gets so ragged out, it doesn't matter who you trust it to to change it for you, you right. know? But I wonder if the uh, if the percentage of people changing their identity is on the rise, what with identity theft just exploding all over the place. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's one of the problems of the Internet is identity theft. And it's also one of the problems of people not being able to change their identity uh, because of the paper trail via computer. So mm-hmm. it's sort of a double-edged sword. So, Chuck, do you want to give our listeners the number they can call if they're interested in changing their Social Security number? Yeah, if you're a victim of spousal abuse or um, if your you know, Social Security number has been tampered with, you can call 1-800-772-1213 to uh, inquire to the SSA about you know what you can do. And for all the great details, you can read Chuck's article, How Can I Erase My Identity and Start Over on HowStuffWorks.com. And stick around to find out what article uh, makes Chuck think of Frankenstein right after this. We're back. Thanks for hanging around. I don't blame you. What article is it, Chuck? Well, it's sort of misleading. It's not Frankenstein, the doctor who created the monster, but it's the awesome uh, 70s instrumental groovy song, Frankenstein. Do we have to pay anybody for that? I don't think so. If we paid anyone, it would be Johnny Winter because that's his song. Okay, all right. And uh, you can ask me why? Yeah, this is kind of, you. not only did we start, you misled me to mislead the readers, and now I'm just as confused as ever. Why would that possibly remind me of Frankenstein? What article are you talking about? Well, because Johnny Winter famously is uh, has albinism, along oh, yeah. with his brother, fellow musician Edgar Winter of yes. the Edgar Winter Group. They're both albinos. Apparently, it runs in the family. So the article, how albinism works, is uh, that's the one. So do you just sit there and Frankenstein plays over and over in your head over every time you read it? Over and over, I get the earworm. Well, that's fantastic, Chuck. So uh, you can read all about albinism and all sorts of other interesting articles on HowStuffWorks.com. Check it out. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?